Hello, nerds. We're brought to you by Proper Cloth. Proper Cloth is a premium quality, perfect fitting shirt that you can buy over at propercloth.com. Now, here's the thing. When we're getting emails from you guys, a lot of common questions are, how should I dress for my date? How can I look really good and really proper for my date in a way that will impress her? Here's the thing. There's really no right or wrong answer, but if you're wanting to leave a really great impression, Proper Cloth is going to help you with that. Now, six months back, they asked me to try out one of their shirts and they said, our shirts will last a while. Yes, they do cost a little bit more than your standard shirts, but they will last you a lot longer and that dollar will go a lot farther than it would with a bunch of these other shirts, which will rip, which will tear, which will look worn down and ratty after a few washes. Not with proper cloth. Not only is it custom fitted to fit your body in a way that's going to make you look great because that's the thing fitting clothes really does matter you don't want a shirt that looks too big on you or a shirt that looks too small on you and with proper cloth they make sure that the shirt looks perfectly fit on you so it is properly conforming to your size and shape which is great that's what you need now here's the thing these shirts do cost a little bit more and the quality is in the pricing of course but we're here to help if you use gift code nerds and love at checkout you will get twenty dollars off your first custom shirt now again these shirts do last a lot while but we're going to give you a little bit of a discount here so that you can get the shirt that you need and get into a shirt that's going to get you more dates and hopefully more success in your dating life so check out propercloth.com see what kind of shirts they have and hopefully you can find one that will get you farther in your dating life with that said let's get on with the show thanks for your time She won't get married because she's never been in love. Andy's really hot. And don't get me wrong, you're cute too, but Andy is like cut from Marvel. He's gorgeous. He's like this beautiful face and this incredible body. And I genuinely don't care that he's kind of lame. For a lot of people, love isn't just a slogan. And if he hits you again, you tell me. I'd be forced to knock his teeth out. I don't think that would be such a good idea. He's big. I'm sorry. It's written into my character to do it, so I do it. What do you mean love? You mean a big lightning bolt to the heart where you can't eat and you can't work and you just run off and get married and make babies. Wait, wait, wait. Don't leave. Don't leave, please. I could use your help. Take this quarter. Go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. Good day to you, madam. Have you been single for far too long? Are you out of touch with the dating game? Regardless of your plight, we're here to help. Put your hands together for the crew of the Nerds in Love podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Nerds in Love podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD, who you can find at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Uh, it's a gorgeous day here. I've been doing some cleaning and doing a few other things and podcasts, podcasts galore. So I know. You started this morning, right? Yeah. We start, one? we start pretty early, but it's good. In some ways, it's yeah, nice. Yeah, daylight savings time. Hmm? 
Yeah, daylight savings time. I uh, loaded up Twitter this morning, and all the tweets in my timeline were all people being like, "Oh, can't believe it's daylight savings time. This sucks." <laughs> <laughs> like you're not it's wrong. When you go back and you get an extra hour of sleep. Yeah, that's why you go to bed an hour earlier the night before. But that's no fun. Who does that? Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually one of the people that might actually do that. <laughs> Well, the, you know, I, I was I was thinking last night of doing that. That was sort of my uh, my plan. Was I was like, I'll just go to bed like early, and then that way I'll be all caught up in my sleep. But then I stayed up to my regular time. So so much for that. So it's hard to adjust your body. It just kind of takes a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. And the dogs, it takes like a day to figure out the time change. Oh really? So if you go okay. for a walk like at five, then it takes them a day, and then they're like, "Oh, it's five o'clock." Okay, like their dog clock needs at least twenty-four hours. Hmm. It's I think it's quicker than people's clock. Yeah. Well, they probably are just like, "Why are you up so early?" <laughs> Sleep in. Crazy humans. Oh wait, you're gonna feed me quicker? Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm good with this now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All's right with the yeah. world. <laughs> All right. Uh, as a reminder, this podcast is not a substitute for mental health treatment, but if you need help, feel free to reach out to staff or any other mental health expert. Uh, but we always will try to answer the emails as best we can. Like Justine, Justine says, nerds, I recently started seeing this guy who's very sweet, but comes from a background of domestic violence. Uh, drug use, obesity, and a lot more. This has caused him to be very insecure and extremely self-deprecating. He's a great guy otherwise, but he doesn't think so. And I told him he was the nicest guy uh, I've met in a while. He said, when you're this fat, you have to be nice. It's just so aggravating. Is there anything I can do, Justine? Well, I would say first that regardless of someone's background, they're still 100% responsible for their behavior. So try to not say, well, because he did this, this, and this, then, you know, that's why he does this. Well, he's still responsible for what he says. Um, Just tell him that's hard to hear and cut himself down. And there's a difference between self-deprecating humor where it's occasional and it's kind of on target for certain jokes and then doing it like on a consistent basis. That's different. And... I guess I also have this question is, would it bother you if you didn't even know his backstory? And I'm assuming you would say yes to that. Um, and so I, again, we talk about honesty and communication. Just tell him, you know, hey, you know, I, I know that you're being, you know, you're trying to be self-deprecating, but it seems like it's a little more than that. And I just want you to know that I accept you as you are. And I mm-hmm. wouldn't be with you if I didn't appreciate everything about you. So I don't know. What do you think? I think like when people are self-deprecating like this, it's a case of them using vernacular that's very negative to describe themselves. Almost in a lot of ways because they feel like they need to say it before somebody else does. Not realizing Mm -hmm. that in a lot of cases, nobody is actually saying that. Like Nobody is saying Mm -hmm. the negative things that they're trying to beat somebody else to saying. Uh, And the problem with self-deprecating behavior like that is that you have to sort of let somebody know like people are not saying this like you do not have to say this and it can be hard for some people to realize because maybe for years they've conditioned themselves to think that that is what people think that's what people say but you have to sort of let them know otherwise Mm -hmm. uh a good sort of exercise too is anytime they sort of use sort of negative terms or kind of are self-deprecating 
to replace those words that they're using with ones that will sort of positively reinforce who they are. So, you know, if he said, like you say, you were saying that, you know, when you said that he was a nice guy, he said that, quote unquote, when you're this fat, you have to be nice. You can just say you're not fat. You're, you know, just, you know, big boned or something like that. Like that's probably just not a good, <laughs> I don't know. Like that's probably not a good example, but like, you could be. <laughs> you're not fat. You're just big boned. Yeah, like positive. Or you just say, "I, I like you as you are," because yeah. I mean, if someone's overweight, you also don't want to act like, you know, if if someone's overweight and they say, "Well, you know, you have to," I have to be nice when I'm fat. You're not saying like, "Oh no, you're skinny." No, no. Because then you're not being genuine. But also, yeah, I don't, I don't know, if, I don't know if your solution is the best. <laughs> But I understand the intent behind it. I think the intent behind it is good. Yeah. Well, maybe that example was bad. You can probably think of a better one. But that was just the first that came to my head. But basically, like, I think some positive reinforcement would go go a long way. Yeah. You're sounding like a therapist. Sure. You sound good. Doc- Yay! The doctor is in. Yep. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I think that's sort of one way to help replace that negative mm-hmm. language with one that's more positive so that when that person thinks these things, they can use the positive language more than the negative one and get them out of that attitude. So, And by the same token, it's not your job to, to raise the self-esteem either. You no. can you do things like give positive reinforcement, but it may be at the end of the day, been through some stuff that he needs to talk to somebody about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's only there's certainly only so much that you can do uh, with that person. You know, if you're finding that you're unable to sort of work with them, then yeah, it might be time to yeah look into maybe some more professional help. So. Yeah, and again, there have been many comedians that have made their living off of self-deprecating humor, but again, this is different. Yeah, this there's a different flavor to it than I try and think of what comedians really good at this. Is it Rodney Dangerfield? Is that who it was? I think so. But anyway, so, I mean, it's there's a difference between someone doing it as part of their shtick and pr- someone doing it because of self-esteem issues. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the thing is, too, is I think for a lot of cases, it's hard to know, like, hey, should I put in the work to fix this or not? And it's like, I don't know, if you think you're, you enjoy being with this person, then, yeah, mm-hmm. but... You know, it is going to be a challenge, I think, regardless uh, as to whether you think it's worth it or not. Yeah, I mean, maybe it is too much. Maybe you put in even just a good effort and they still don't want to do it. It's entirely possible, too. Some people really... And look at the whole picture. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, some people enjoy self-deprecation. They don't really want to leave that wheelhouse, right? So. Yeah, because it's comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And again, like you said, like some people use it because... I'm going to do it to myself before you can do it to me. Yeah. It's hard and, to get and people I would just, out of that. Hmm? It's hard to, people, hard to get people out of that mindset. So. Sure, yeah. Especially, you know, if you've been through some traumatic stuff, it's especially domestic violence. And like you said, um, you know, he's, he's had a pretty rough upbringing. Yeah, that self-esteem stuff can take a hit for a really long time. And then, interestingly, there are people that go through something like that and, and they don't have as much of an issue. So, mm-hmm. um, and there's studies going on about that. So, um, it, it's really kind of a mystery as to why some people go through the things that, that Justine's boyfriends have and they have a hard time, why other people 
tend to not have more time. Are they not talking about it? Maybe that's possible. Um, usually studies have shown that if you have a, uh, a trusted adult in your family or, or in your, um, in your family or in like at school that you can confide in that, that really helps you overcome some of, of that kind mm -hmm. of, I guess, trauma growing up and Justine, I would also you know, make sure you compliment him on he's come a long way from from the background he came from I mean it, it, he's a great guy and he has every reason to not turn out to be a good guy so you might want to just tell him you know I really appreciate it. you've been through a lot and you're you're a real survivor and I, I really love that about you and I think I I don't know if anybody's ever said that to him because it's really it can be hard to kind of come through that and still be doing pretty okay mm -hmm. all right uh did you want to read henry's email sure henry says last week i decided to introduce my girlfriend to my parents my family was excited to meet them for some context i have a sister who gossips and lies and i and i don't associate oh i have a sister who gossips and tells lies but I, and i don't associate with her much i'm not sure why that's so hard for me to say <laughs> Let me start the sentence over. This is about gaslighting, by the way. So um, my family is excited to meet them. For some context, I have a sister who gossips and tells lies, and I don't associate with her much. I didn't think she was coming to dinner with my girlfriend and parents, but she did. She told some things to my girlfriend that are lies. She's believing them, too, and I think it's partially from still getting to know me. But is there anything I can do to convince her that my sister's lying, Henry? Henry, I'm just from talking to people who have been with, uh, growing up with gaslighting siblings. I know it can be extremely frustrating and infuriating uh, when your sibling tries to sabotage. Uh, and the thing is that if your girlfriend chooses to believe your sister over you, that's your girlfriend's problem. Mm -hmm. And that actually could be a good way of deciding whether it's not the right person for you. Because it, if it's the sister telling her stuff, I would think that I would go to you and say, hey, Henry, your sister's saying blah. Uh, what do you think about that? I mean, is your sister taking something that happened? Is she exaggerating or is this a, a bold-faced lie? Um, I'm thinking it's probably a bold-faced lie. Uh, but mm -hmm. again, take a look at the fact that your girlfriend's not, not giving you the benefit of the doubt. And that's more of a concern. Um, and it could be, yeah, that you said that, um, that it's kind of a new relationship and she may not know your background, but still, you're you're dating her she's not dating your sister right so mm -hmm. she her loyalty should be more to you um but it, it, the your sister you know i've i've worked with people that have had siblings like this and the sibling will actually find out dirt about the person beforehand or a background about the person beforehand and make up lies to target particularly those person's vulnerabilities so maybe your sister lied about something that is particularly sensitive to your girlfriend mm -hmm. um, and your sister did that on purpose. Uh, but I would also let your parents know that your sister did that and also consider keeping some distance from your sister. Um, these types of relationships tend to not get better um, because the person that's lying doesn't think that they have a problem, but they think everybody else has a problem and they're fine. Um, so you shouldn't have to be in a situation with her again like that. So I would say the parents, you know, next time that, that, you know, I bring a date, um, you know, a girlfriend, uh, sister needs to stay home. And again, I would tell her, I would let them know what your sister did just to make sure that they're aware that she's having these behaviors. Cause it is really concerning. Um, mm -hmm. and it, if it's Henry, if you're from a family where you're, where your parents kind of back her up and say, well, you know, she had a hard time and you know, blah, blah, blah. And that happened. 
it's still not okay that your sister did that. You are not responsible for her lying. And you also aren't responsible for your parents' reaction to her. And you're not responsible for your girlfriend's, whether she believes you or not. So I would say, you know, if your girlfriend isn't willing to side with you and at least talk to you about it, then you may have dodged a bullet. Oh, what do you think? Hmm. Well, I think that um, in cases like this, it's not really your job, Henry, to uh, prove your innocence or guilt. And I really took kind of umbrage with the fact that your girlfriend didn't bother to ask you about the uh, lying question a bit more to find out more of what's going on. She's kind of ran with that. And that's probably a sign that either she has some insecurities or maybe there's something you've done in the past that's sort of compounding on this. I'm not too sure as I don't know your full situation, so I couldn't really say. Um, you know, if what your sister's saying doesn't have any factual base, then just tell your girlfriend that it's not true and uh that's that if she wants to continue believing your sister there's not really much you can do about that nor should you i mean it's not your responsibility and if this person chooses not to believe you that's probably a pretty critical red flag that this relationship is not going to work so uh if you're not able if you you know explain the situation and you know she still wants to believe your sister then call it a day and move on to someone else and then I, I just want to mention, too, I don't think talking to your sister is going to do any good because if she's willing to do this, she's probably not even going to admit to you that she did it. Yeah. And it's, it's probably not going to be productive. And so I would just say, you know, stay uh, a healthy distance away. I know it's hard to completely cut off, but if someone's willing to do this, they're willing to sabotage other parts of your, of your life, usually. Mm -hmm. So I just be really careful about that. Yeah. For sure. And yeah, total gaslighting there. So yep. not not healthy behavior at all. No. All right. Next email is from Aaron. Aaron says, nerds, this girl in my class is super cute. The only problem is I asked her out for coffee about a year ago in another class we were taking. She said yes to coffee, but we were we just never got around to actually getting that date. So I want to try again, but I don't know if that history should change anything. As far as I know, it's not like she's not interested or anything. The plan was to ask her out, or ask her if she wanted to study together. I felt like this was a good start. Aaron, what do you think of this? Uh, go for it. Uh, mm. It sounds good. I mean, she didn't say no to you the first time. And timing's everything. She may not remember you asked her out for coffee. I mean, sometimes we just say something, people like, oh, well, let's get together, and you never really do. Mm -hmm. So I don't see any reason why not to ask her. Yeah, the only if thing... studying together, at least you got uh, something that you're sharing in common. Yeah, the only thing I could foresee is potentially the fact that she, uh, that you guys offer, you guys wanted to hang out and never did. So maybe being a bit more sort of tangible and, and proactive, like saying like, hey, after class, do you want to go grab coffee? She says no. Then you say, well, okay, let's schedule it for tomorrow. Like try to have not urgency, but some sort of plan with her. Like structure. Yeah. Yeah. That could be the only thing that maybe she's concerned about if you've already been that way and we don't know how she actually feels. But I think if you wanted to be proactive in terms of showing her maybe like, hey, this time will be different from last time, you could have a bit more of a structure to what your date actually is. Mm -hmm. Even when you say study together, like that's kind of vague. 
I would maybe think of something else to do, something that you could do more immediately. And who knows, maybe she's busy and she doesn't have the time, but then you kind of get into that conversation of, okay, if you can't do it after class, when's the next time you're available? Oh, Tuesday? Oh, great, let's do it Tuesday. Um, but I would that's the only thing I can really recommend. Aside from that, though, I'd say go for it. Yeah, just uh, something to keep in mind is maybe be a bit more proactive. Well, I was kind of wondering if the reason why Aaron asked her to study is because he was checking to see if it was, if the waters were okay to ask her out to do something more. Mm. So that may be kind of a segue, but yeah, Aaron, I would make sure that you have something structured and set up. Yeah. Um, because I mean, it, it may be that she's the type of person that if you say, Hey, let's go do something. She, um, for, you know, different reasons or just has her personality may not say, okay, how about we do this? So it's going to be up to you to mm -hmm. propose the thing that you do. If you wait for her to do it, it may not happen just because that just may not be her personality style. Yeah. And she may still be interested. You never know. Give her yep. a talk to her and see what she says. Right. I mean, my guess is that it just, the timing was off or you guys just didn't follow through and, mm -hmm. and you didn't push the agenda. So yeah, uh, these things happen. So yeah. All right. Next email is from John. John says, Nerds, I've been dating this girl for four years, and I plan on getting engaged to her. That's what I want, and that's what she wants. Uh, there's a semi-major issue. She's around 20k in debt. This was when she was younger, and she thought of some of her debts were resolved, but they weren't. Before you think, of course she would say that. I can't confirm that she honestly just lost track of these things and that. There were plans for someone else to pay off these debts. Before we get married, I think it would be good to pay off these debts. I have around 30k saved up. I'm thinking of using it to pay it all off. She has been paying the monthly payments, but it's hard as she was sick with cancer and not working and a few other issues came up. I want to do right by her, but friends and family are saying I'm being too nice. Am I? Is there something I'm missing here? John. Um, First, I don't think you can be something as too nice, but I would wait till you get married until you pay those debts. Because it's possible that you pay the debts off and she splits. That's very possible. Um, and I'm also curious, who was going to pay her debts before? Was that a relationship she was in that the person was going to pay? Was it a family member? I'd just be really curious to see what was going on with that. Hmm. My, I guess my first reaction was, well, was she going out with someone else that was, that was offering to pay? Yeah. Um, I'd like to think the best of anyone, but if it was another partner that she thought it was going to pay and they broke up, I, that would be a red flag to me. Yeah. Um, so definitely I would wait till you get married before you, you pay off the debts because otherwise you have no recourse. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess you could ever sign like an IOU or have her sign a loan thing, but you're probably never going to see that money again. Yeah. Um, so I'm yeah, wait till you're married. I would think, and when you tell her no, you should wait till you're married and see what her reaction is. And I think that'll tell you all you need to know. Hmm. So I'd take a bit of a different approach. I don't know why mm -hmm. this all has to be paid off all in one. I mean, I understand that maybe you might be avoiding some interest, but uh, would it not be better to maybe help her with the monthly installments rather than pay it all mm -hmm. out? Right. Um, I would think that having it where maybe she's still paying it, but maybe you're supplementing it with some of that would help her out obviously, but not, you're still having her be partially responsible for it. But at the same time too, uh, you know, you're not spending a whole 20,000 or whatever all at once. 
Also, you probably wouldn't even be spending that full twenty thousand if you're if you're supplementing it because it sounds like she is at least making some partial effort to pay. So I'm thinking it might be better to yeah supplement that with um, some of her for some of your money to make sure that you know they are getting paid, but she's still being responsible. If you offer that and she doesn't want to go for that, then that probably means that yeah she's looking for you to pay for kind of some other reasons uh but i would think that most people would be open to help uh especially if you're offering so i'd give that a try and see and i think that might just be a little bit easier sure you might have a little bit more uh interest to pay off but uh in terms of you know keeping her responsible and all that i think it would be better for the long run mm -hmm. yeah i i like that approach um and yeah like you said it, if she says no i want it all paid off know exactly kind of what you're dealing with so yeah. um and and that's where i was also wondering you know the idea to pay, was that your idea or was that her idea mm -hmm. so or was it kind of brought up together because yeah i mean that does make sense you know figure out a payment plan and also some of her money management behaviors may have gotten her this position in the first place and if you pay it off what what has she done to change those behaviors Mm -hmm. so that she doesn't get in this spot again yeah you're not really... uh, and also think about that if you get married too as she yeah. learned how to manage money wisely yeah you're not really um giving you're not really ha like giving her some sort of help but you're more so just giving her an out which there's a difference so mm -hmm. um and also i would give her the if you're going to give her money to pay off that monthly debt then i would give it no strings attached and if you can't give it no strings attached then i wouldn't give it Mm -hmm. uh, because what you don't want to have happen is you decide to help her out, maybe not the whole amount, but a little bit each month. And then let's say you get mad at her and throw it back at her. That's what you definitely do not want to do. So again, unless you're going to give her the money f freely and, and letting it go, you know, kind of like as a gift, um, uh, and never bring it up again. Um, mm. then if, I mean, if you can honestly say that you're going to let it go, um, uh, then, you know, by all means help her out a little bit. But again, if you think that this is going to be something that you're going to hold against her or it's going to irritate you or make you mad, then, you know, I probably wouldn't. Mm -hmm. You got you to gotta do that without bringing it up again as yeah. a kind of a tactic when you're fighting or something like, oh, I did this for you. And why can't you do this? Because I paid off this. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't want it used as a thing. I don't think he I think he can get away with. Yeah, not doing that. But I or mm -hmm. with not bringing it up i would think it would probably still be good to maybe get like a monthly like invoice or something just so you can see that those payments are being applied um because mm -hmm. when, when you say no strings attached i think yeah i agree that like you shouldn't be bringing that up in a fight that shouldn't be leveraged mm -hmm. in any way or shape or form but right. um i would be a little concerned if he's just giving her the money and then not checking in to see if those payments are actually being made so i would probably yeah you can even be like, oh, I need it for tax purposes or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to be like, I don't believe you. Show me invoice. Like, you can just say like, hey, I'm, I need that invoice for tax purposes. Could you just, you know, give that or provide that to me? Something like that, right? And I don't know where, where you live, but I don't know about your tax laws of giving gifts. I mean, if you are totally set on giving her... 20,000, which again, I don't recommend. No. Um, I would really talk to an accountant or a legal representative first to figure out what consequences that has for you at tax time, possibly. 
Again, mm -hmm. I don't know where you live and I am not an accountant or an attorney, but you just want to cover yourself. So um, also, again, it's, I would really, like I said, caution against you giving her the entire amount. Uh, and again, I, I would even say I would help her out the payments after you guys got married. I mean, if it's a concern about that your credit score is going to go down because of her debt, again, I don't know where you live, but again, I would talk to an accountant or uh, an attorney about that and see what ramifications that have. But it, the more important thing is, is she now responsible with her money? And I know she's, she's having some hard times right now with her health, but has she figured out why she got into debt? Because it's very easy for people to get into debt. And you know, has she taken steps to to fix that? And I think that's the bigger question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's, you know, I don't know. There's considerations to be made. And if you aren't ultimately mm -hmm. feeling comfortable with it, then yeah. I think your friends and family say you're being too nice probably is an indication that they probably feel like you're maybe going a little too uh, headfirst into this, which is why I think doing mm -hmm. the monthly thing might be better because in that way, if things do go wrong, you know, maybe you're only out for $1,500 and not 20000 So um, I think there's ways to sort of help her and not necessarily, uh, you know, just give her $20,000 because that's a lot of money and there's a lot of... Mm -hmm repercussions involved with that uh either way i mean but regardless of where you live like still twenty thousand dollars you know are you ready to just give that to her um probably not. and possibly never see her again yeah that's a lot of money because it happens oh yeah and i think just giving helping her with the monthly installments will sort of ease you into that so that you can still mm -hmm. help her and if things do go wrong you're you know pro maybe you know the, maybe the monthly payments are a little bit, you know, you know, less. So if you do go ahead to do that and things go wrong, at least you can be like, well, listen, I tried, didn't work out, whatever. I'm only out like thousand dollars, fifteen hundred, instead of like whatever amount. So that's just one way to go about it. But I mean, I don't know. Ultimately, you you guys have been together for four years, so I would assume that you guys have a pretty good idea of how each of you are alike, so you can understand, you know, which will work best. But those are just our recommendations, at least. Yeah, I, I had a really good thought and it left. Oh. <laughs> it'll it'll come back. But give me oh, twenty thousand um, dollars, and I'll tell you what that idea was. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is a, a considerable amount of money, and oh, there's something else about money stuff. Shoot, I think it'll the big back, thing but... is like there's ways to help somebody and not just give them twenty thousand dollars you know right like here's here's a healthy response if she if she is um if you're in a healthy relationship and you say hey i'd really like to help you out and i'm thinking how about i pay the monthly payments instead of just you know giving you twenty thousand because you know i have to have money saved up for my emergency expenses and she says oh that would be great thanks so much i really appreciate it that's a healthy response if you say hey um i need i can't pay off the twenty thousand right away because i want to make sure I have some emergency money saved up because it's always good in emergency fund. Um, and she says, well, why can't you pay it all now? That would be run <laughs> run. So well, yeah. again, the way she responds to this is. Gonna yeah. And the thing is too, is um, if you are going to have her do monthly installments, I would, you know, look at how much she's pay he, she's able to pay and how much she owes and then just see what the difference is 
you know, if her if she's required to pay five hundred dollars a month and she's paying two hundred and you pay three hundred, then you know, she's still helping. Maybe not to like a full degree, but you know, at least she's still partially responsible even if you know maybe it's not exactly 50 50 at least you know she's still contributing and she's still a part of it and i think keeping when it comes to debts like that keeping somebody involved and not just abstaining them entirely is important because if you abstain someone entirely then not only are you abstaining them from maybe any um potential um stresses but you're also abstaining them from responsibility and i think that's what we're trying to get mm -hmm. at here is you want to keep this person responsible for right. what, for their own uh finances regardless of whether you know it was a mistake or it was intentional it doesn't matter you still this person still needs to be responsible for what happened and i understand that you say oh she was sick and somebody else had to pay or whatever and i i believe her but I'm just saying, like, still, that doesn't make her not responsible. At the end of the day, whose name right. is on the paperwork? It's hers, mm -hmm. right? She still has to be responsible, and you abstaining her entirely is irresponsible, I would say. Mm -hmm. uh, keep her responsible. Keep her involved. And then, you know, and if she wants you to if to abstain her of all that responsibility, then, yeah, that's, uh, that's probably not a good sign. So, And I just remember I was going to say... Um, if she asks you to co-sign on something, don't co-sign on stuff um, because it, she could just leave and not pay and yeah. then you're stuck with the whole loan. Yep. So never co-sign. Yep. And again, I would tell you, wait until you're married to start paying off debt. Mm -hmm. And if you're concerned about you know, how her credit is going to affect your credit, again, talk with someone ahead of time before you consider getting engaged. Yeah. All right. Uh, next email's from... Uh, and I hope she gets better soon. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Do you want to read Derek's email? Derek says, Nurse, for context, my family all hail from but many of us moved east, west, south, etc. Every three years, we have a family reunion. I have a sister that I rarely see, but I do see her at the reunions. She's engaged to a guy that, from what I can tell, is pretty awesome. He's kind, funny, and just easy to get along with. Well, we had the reunion. Our parents put us up in a hotel room. I come home one night to find my sister was making out an old flame from high school. I saw as I opened the door and they had music playing, so I'm very certain they didn't hear me and definitely did not see me. I quickly left, but now I'm wondering if I should tell her fiancé. This is not fair to him. Is there anything I should consider? How should I word this to him? Should I talk to her? Derek. Ooh, Derek, I'm sorry you saw that. But I was just reading on Reddit uh, that there was a, a guy's mom called the son's fiance and told her that she walked in on her son and his ex making out. Mm. So I was thinking, well, how did this you? So I mean, it does happen where a family member kind of narks on their family member to save someone the grief and heartache. So and I don't, narc probably isn't even the right word, but I mean, how did the ex-boyfriend even show up? I'm assuming that she invited him. So that's a big red flag. Mm -hmm. Uh it, does this go deeper than them just making out as she's inviting everybody to get together and was her fiance at at this reunion so I, I mean i'm assuming he was but maybe he wasn't so it, it might be that you tell her that hey you know what i i saw something i probably shouldn't have seen but you know i i think your fiance is a cool guy and i feel like i'm kind of ethically obligated to tell him but i'll give you a chance to tell him first that's that's one route to take it 
The other route is to just ignore that you saw it, but you have that weighing on you. Um, they've unfortunately kind of put you in the position where you now have to carry that with you. Um, and then, so again, I think letting your sister have a chance to say something and then you saying something, at least you're giving her the opportunity first. Mm-hmm. Or it could be that they have an open relationship and he's okay with that too. I mean, that's the other Yeah, that's kind of where I was thinking, like, you should probably talk to um your your sister first to determine what exactly is going on here mm-hmm. because maybe maybe there is something going on like maybe they're in the middle of a trial separation and this is just something that they're able to do maybe they are in a polyamorous relationship uh there's different things that it could be and assuming that it's one thing or the other is going to be dangerous so i would maybe talk to her and just figure out from her what exactly is going on mm-hmm. um as for whether you should just tell him, I mean, if you're not satisfied with her answer, then yeah, tell him. I mean, he deserves to know and you know. So, I mean, it's kind of a little mm-hmm. bit on you to be responsible enough to tell him. But um, it may look a little bad on you if you just go tell him without getting some kind of context. So I would maybe talk to the sister. and It's your sister, so I would feel like you would know if she's telling the truth or not. So... And just be, if she, if you don't get an answer from her that is, I guess, you know, like we're in an open relationship or we've split up or we separated um, or anything like that, um, just know that if you tell her fiance, she, your sister's probably going to be pretty angry with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that, and one way that's, that's not really a problem because you talk to her ahead of time and... To me, it's it's kind of like, well, yeah, if she's mad at you, she's actually mad at herself for putting herself in this position. Mm-hmm. But just be aware that she's probably not going to be happy about it, but nor does it. No. should leave this guy hanging either. No. Especially she tells you, don't tell him. You know, I've, I've been seeing this guy for a while. And again, give give her the option of telling him first. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Uh, next up is the final email from Aaron. Aaron says, Nerd, so I've been seeing this guy for a re- nearly a year and things are going pre- well. I just found out I'm pregnant after missing a couple of pills last month. I must only be, uh, I must only be a couple of weeks gone and I'm thinking about getting a quick and painless abortion via pill without telling anyone or kicking up a fuss. I just feel like it may be better than making a big deal out of it, treating it just like a period as opposed to a human being. I know me and my boyfriend aren't ready for children. We'd both like them in the future, but we're not in a place financially or emotionally to have them. Plus, we've only been dating for a year and have a bunch of festivals booked for the summer, and it's just not the right time. Do you think it would be fair to hide this from him? I feel like he'd be supportive of the abortion, but it would also affect him emotionally. We'd be worrying about me and how this uh, will affect us, and I just feel like I could save all that by getting rid of it discreetly. I feel like telling him could make things significantly difficult for our relationship by not telling him things can go on as normal. Aaron. So, Aaron, um, have you told anyone about this? Is it possible that he could find out from a mutual friend? Uh, before you're able to tell him, or if you choose not to tell him, that's the caveat I would say is that, of course, healthcare providers are not allowed to share that information because, uh, you know, if you're in the U.S., health privacy laws. 
but if you've told a friend of yours, unfortunately, you can't guarantee that friend's not going to tell your boyfriend. So consider that. Also, uh, you, you've been with them nearly a year and things are going well, I, but I'm not sure how emotionally intimate you are. So is this something that are you emotionally close to? Because that also would make me wonder if you need to say something. Uh, it's still your decision no matter what. Uh, and I think either decision you make or whether you tell them or not, you're going to be okay. Um, and there's no right answer to this, but, but I would say, is it try and find a different birth control method where you're not having to take your pills every day, um, or you know, set a timer on your phone to remind you to take them because if you're, and, or if you're missing some pills, use a condom. Um, mm -hmm. so part of this is also, you know, being preventative for next time. So, um, I mean, the idea would be is if you don't have to take a pill every day, uh, mm -hmm. but you know, so I would look at that um, as, you know, one of the major issues is that you forgot you missed a couple pills. Um, so I, I mean, I don't make the decision based on the festivals and stuff. I would make it based on the fact that, that you know, you've made it very clear that you and your boyfriend are kids. Mm -hmm. So, and, and also, um, you know, the thing about the, so I'm just going to get my political beliefs a little bit, but um you know, when you said like, um, try not to see as a human being, it's it, your embryo or fetus is not a human being. It's not a human being until it's viable. You know, it can live outside your uterus. So that's just my personal belief. So I, I would, if you reframe it as, you know, that's not what it actually is. I don't know if that might help you some. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. And you said that you want things to go back to normal. Well, it's going to be a kind of a different um, but it probably isn't going to be back to the same because I mean, it, either you're, you're kind of not telling your boyfriend something or you share this with your boyfriend. So it's going to change your relationship either way. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I think whatever decision you make, you're going to be okay. Yeah. I think, uh, the thing to keep in mind too, is many people will get abortions without telling their partners. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't think it's that uncommon. Um, if you think that it's going to add stress and it's unnecessary to uh, tell them, then sure. Uh, the other thing to keep in mind is depending on where you live, you may need the consent of your partner before getting a, um abortion. I don't think that's the case in many states in the U.S., but I know in some right. parts of the world that is. So do keep in mind, if you're trying to keep it discreet and you ultimately need his consent, that's going to be a problem. So... I was just thinking that, oh my god, well, that could be a problem if she needs his consent. It's like, hey, by the way, can you help me, um, you know, get Yeah, I didn't consent. think about that, because I just assumed she was in the U.S., in yeah. my state. Okay. Yeah, like I know, I think in Canada, you need the consent of the partner. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Because I kind of took you guys to be pretty liberal country yeah but it, i don't think it's ever really been a big issue but i'm also huh. wondering yeah so that was the only thing i was thinking of is whether i think that would be an issue but um and, and you're not sure how far along you are too and that depends on whether you take a pill or not so that's one where you definitely need to check in with your OBGYN, see how far along you are and then discuss your options with your medical provider yeah and the thing is too is it might be worth it for this person to know too um you know i don't know if you guys were you know emotionally intimate enough to share this information but 
I think it's good to sort of give him that information and sort of let him know where you're at. Um, you know, I think that goes a long way for uh, in terms of making sure that you guys are having an open and honest communication, which we've always talked about. Uh, I don't think it's, it makes, if it changes much here, like I would still recommend that, but obviously I can understand that if you think there's going to be some severe repercussions or something that maybe, you know, you're a little worried about by telling him, then that can definitely be an issue. But I would definitely think about that is, you know, just in terms of, you know, what, what you're wanting and able to do. I, mean, I would just say too, unless your laws state that you need to tell your partner, your uterus is your uterus and it's yeah. ultimately up your decision. Yeah. And it might even be good to just do it and then tell him afterwards. Like don't tell him before in a situation where maybe he can try to change your mind or, you know, mm -hmm. not to say that he would, he maybe might not even be the, that type of person, but, mm -hmm. um, just something to keep in mind is that you, you may want to just do it and tell him. Um, I think we've had emails in the past where people have, have asked like, should I tell him before or after? And I think the thing is just do it, do it and then tell them it may come across as very, like it may come across as problematic to basically, um, you know, do it and then tell them afterwards. But in a way it's like you do what you need to do and then tell them. And I mean, it's so good that you're sharing it with them, but at least then they can't really, you know, force you into keeping it or something. Again, not to say this person would, cause we don't know what this guy's like. Maybe he's fine with it too, but, um, but we also don't know your, where you live and what your country's laws are and all that stuff. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and again, if you've told a friend about this, and again, there's no guaranteeing that your friend's not going to say something. So if there's a chance that a friend could say something, let's say your friend uh, doesn't agree that you're not saying something, and she could be obnoxious and mm -hmm. tell him. So in that case, it's better probably for him to hear it from you first. Um, again, if you've told a friend, and uh, especially if that friend has different beliefs than you, or, um, I, I don't know. I would just be really careful if you've told a friend that might possibly say something, then you might want to consider telling him first mm -hmm. before she tells him or, or like Kurt said, you know, you, you do it and then you tell him later, yeah. but he may find out from a friend of yours. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. Like sometimes people just find out these things and there's really not much you can do. So <laughs> yeah, but I wish you all the best. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, Steph, where can people find you? At stephaniesarkis.com. And the UK and uh, Australian version of Gaslighting came out this week. Awesome. Actually, late last week. So, yeah. Awesome. And you can find out more of me on the, our various podcasts. Uh, we actually did a really cool spoiler cast for Captain Marvel, which has a lot Ooh. of gaslighting in it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. The whole movie My is My brother's like, off to ask him now. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's interesting. There's a lot of gaslighting going on in the movie. So when I was really? watching the movie, I was like, oh, I would be curious of your, your perspective as somebody who's an ah. expert on gaslighting because, yeah, the, not to spoil much of anything, but there's a lot of, lot of it in the movie. So. Huh. I, I need to watch it now. Yeah. It's really cool. Okay. Uh, with that said, we'll see you all next time. Bye for now. Bye. <laughs>